find the baller. My life is more than money and money. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And yes, you know the drill. Whether BTB Army or new listeners, you are tuned in to another brand new episode of the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. The Wash Lord, a.k.a. The Korean John Daly, with original music by Lakey and BTB theme song by Illegal Cartel. This show is brought to you by the world-famous, almighty Dust Brothers Productions Yes, indeed. That is Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. Guys, it is Tuesday. And let me motherfucking tell you about my fucking Monday. Um, Sorry we are a day late. We recorded all day from morning to late afternoon, almost early evening. We have shot par three all day. It was a fucking grind. And it's been a fucking hell of a last seven days. It has just been a crazy time. All right. So I'm sorry it's coming in a day late. We are here. We are now live and direct from reality. Right. This is funny. When I was in the airplane, the the, um, flight attendant kept saying back to reality, back to reality. And it really felt that way, a.k.a. Los Angeles. Now, I am still feeling jet lagged and all types of pain. We will get into that shortly. But now, fuck that. Let's get into it now. Yo, Miles, give me a lakey beat and let's get this show started. What's up, guys? Watching Captain Picks grow has been a beautiful thing. As a sports fan, seeing how a group of strangers can join together to make real income through wagering on games is something real special. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, UFC, MLB, soccer, tennis, golf, and more. You need to come rock with us. We even have live betting notifications to help you win big while watching the game. Not only do we have multiple handicappers in every sport, we have a data-driven algorithm that helps us figure out strength of confidence. Sports betting should be a team game. Take promo code BTB and go to captainpicks.com to get 33% off any daily, weekly, or monthly package. That's right, guys. You can get a one-day, three-day, seven-day, or 365-day pass. I always recommend the annual because it's always better to have and not need than need and not have. So go to captainpicks.com, use promo code BTB. Guys, you got to be in it to win it. You know, I planned on recording the show yesterday morning, but we had to, like I said, we had to shoot a show all morning, so it just wasn't going to happen. So I wanted to say, guys, we are officially one week away from our very first Wash Lord Invitational golf tournament, but we are six days away. We are less than a week away from our first Wash Lord Invitational. There'll be some hiccups, there'll be some crazy shit, but I'll tell you this, it is going to be a fucking crazy tournament, okay? With Michelob Ultra as our title sponsor, Crep Protect, 
TaylorMade, Dave & Buster's, Dixon flannels, True Classic tops, Stance socks, Pokari sweat. We got lunch provided by Raising Canes. We have dinner and award ceremony provided by Top Tier Catering. We have a $300,000 plus 2023 Rolls-Royce one-of-one Ben Baller edition specked out ghost and is fully, fully loaded. The works, okay? We got the Instagram, TikTok special, Starlight Roof. You know, we got the Dodger blue piping. It is black on black. Yo, this shit is crazy. It is going down. That is for the hole in one contest. We got the closest to the pin contest. By the way, let me go back a second. Sorry. Thank you, Rolls-Royce Cars North America by way of O'Gara Coach, a.k.a. Rolls-Royce of Beverly Hills for that beautiful Rolls-Royce for the hole-in-one contest. I hope somebody wins it. That is going to be fucking insane, okay? But guys, I am so excited because I wonder who will win that car, who is going to win the crazy Golden Tee video game, and more importantly, what foursome is going to win the first annual Wash Lord Tourney and walk away with four custom Ben Baller WLI chains. I can't wait. And guys, we're going to run it back later this year somewhere, something more chill, not so corporate sponsored, going to obviously sell out really quick. And then it's back at it again, April 2024, bigger and better. And tell you the truth, I might not do it at Angeles. We tried to chill because of cannabis sponsors here and there at some of the holes and stuff. But yo, Man, I got to take a a deep breath. Guys, before I even get into some of the heavy, deep shit, I'd rather talk about this amazing vacation I just had for spring break with my kids. You know, I've decided, like, we'll start with the good, okay? And um, I'd rather talk about this amazing spring break trip with the boys, my sons, London Ryder. And um, in fact, I'm going to have London Ryder on the show just for a minute to talk about it uh, before the break. They said it was the most epic vacation to date. And guys, we've been to a lot of places, okay? Both those boys have had passports since they were 10 months old. But, you know, we flew out there first class. We uh, got to Hawaii around 11 a.m. Hawaii time. And that three-hour throwback, instead of the three-hour forward jump, like on an East Coast trip, that shit fucked me up, Okay. It didn't feel like a New Yorker getting used to LA time, right? Because this shit is six hours before Eastern Standard Time. I swear I've never struggled more than I did. Like, look, I struggled more on this trip than I do with those 14 to 16 hour time differences like Dubai, Asia, stuff like that. Like I could be in New York for two weeks, come back to LA and not really trip, right? And I'm ahead. And like, when New Yorkers come to LA, you know, they might have a little bit, but like this Hawaii one was fucked up. I don't know. But I think with all that's going on in my life right now, with the divorce and everything, right? Like the flight was rough. But at the same time, I have to stop and say, look, I'm still very blessed, right? I get that. And, you know, there's so many people on our flight just happy to even be on a fucking airplane. Like I had to walk Ryder through the plane all the way to the back to show him like, look, this shit gets smaller and smaller and tighter and tighter. And people are like playing. Kids are just excited. 
You know, the kids that are writer's age, younger here and there. Some of these people don't give a fuck, right? And it's all good. They're just happy to be on plane. There's dudes who play on the PGA Tour that just won a million dollars in tournaments and they're flying, you know, coach, whatever. They don't give a fuck. They just want to save money. But I hate flying. As much as I fly, I hate flying. So I want the incentives. I want the extra. I'll pay extra, right? But this time, Ryder was really bugging. Like he was tripping. He's like, man, I'm tired and this and that. We had to wake up super early to get to the fucking airport. Flight was at 7 a.m. It just, it drove him crazy. And even though flying to New York City is around the same travel time, Hawaii is just always a tough flight. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the ocean. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know if it's the, the cabin pressure or some shit. I, I can't call it. It's never been an easy flight. The, the flight home was, was easy. Flight there was just, man. But once we landed at HNL, it was paradise. Got off the plane. Got laid, you know what I mean? Headed straight to the telly. It was not bad at all. It was like 17, 18 minutes, right? And even though we didn't stay at the Ritz or at the Four Seasons, look, we had a 2,000 square foot penthouse suite, you know, three bathrooms, four balconies, sick ass view of Honolulu, sick ass view of Waikiki Beach, like the ocean, just the vibes. Like we immediately just, like we were good. Didn't even unpack, was like, fuck this. Dropped off the bags, got to the room, immediately went to the pool and immediately ordered food. You know, as soon as I saw that the pool service had Locomoco, I was like, oh shit, it's on. You know, I still kept my intermittent fasting diet to a certain extent, I definitely fell off a little bit, but like, I'm like almost damn near down 46, 47 pounds right now. Like, so I'm like, fuck this, you know? So we chilled in the pool, kids made some friends. Um, we had a really nice uh, Filipino waitress. I don't even know why I think most people there are Filipino. Obviously, there's island people, there's locals and shit like that. But uh, this lady started, um, she didn't know that London and Ryder were half Filipino. She thought that Ryder could be. He looked like an island boy. You know, and um, they made some friends in the pool. But then we realized, it was like, yo, the pool ain't really that lit. And I understand why it's not, right? Like, it's cool. It just, you know, the service and everything is cool. We're like, nah, fuck this. The beach is right here, like right in front, right across the street. And our hotel was great. So we went across the street immediately, uh, ran an umbrella, ran in some beds. was like, it has been so long since I actually swam in the ocean. Like, I mean, like prior to this, the last seven or more, maybe more, the actual ocean trips, even if it's in LA, Malibu, whatever, like for me to actually get in the water, like I might get in knee deep, right? Usually maybe calf deep, you know, the tide maybe hits my feet a little bit here and there. I'm just weird with that with sand. But I'm like, yo, we're on vacation. I'm just, look, these kids need this. This time I went in, I went all the way. We were 150 feet. No shit, more than that. Yeah, we were like probably like 40, 50 yards in. To the point where the boys couldn't stand up. We were good. You know what I'm saying? I was there. There was lifeguards of people chilling. But I just realized it feels like it's been forever since the boys got to be in the ocean. It's actually been a while since they got to swim. And let me tell you, they needed it. You know, the stress that these boys have at the moment, I can't imagine. Because I was 11 when my parents got divorced. And I was very savvy. Right? I... Been a wild boy, whatever, here and there. And, and um, 
our parents together quite a while because shit, I was 11, so that means that David was 19, right? My brother. So my parents had been a while, together for a while, right? So actually, shit, I didn't think about this. My parents had been together longer than me and Nick were together, right? And I know what I went through. And it was similar because, you know, these kids have, well, you know, a little different because they went to a different TK and pre-K. I said kind of about the same, you know, that, but they're tough. Each one of them broke down about one or two times during the trip. But they're definitely much stronger than I expected. And they're both good boys, man. These are good boys. Very good-hearted, good-loving boys. You know, slightly traumatized right now. And um, we just focused on our time together. And the love that we have for us as a trio and CBC, you know, it's after this last trip, I don't think it's possible to break us up. Like it's a different level, you know. We stayed at the beach until sunset and sunsets at 7, 17 p.m., right? It was motherfucking shit, man. It was crazy. And then we hit this uh, this fire-ass Japanese cafe right in the lobby and uh, I got them karage, right? If you guys know what that is, Japanese fried chicken. I'm trying to get Ryder ready for as much as, as much Japanese food as possible. Like I was trying to have him have some steak and rice and teriyaki, anything just to kind of get him rice bowls. He had his first spam masubi and he liked it. I was shocked trying to get Ryder in London to understand like eating ramen and stuff. And there's so much good food, but I couldn't really access everything because of, you know, what they're limited to, to eating and stuff. And everywhere we went, we let people know about, you know, the peanut, tree nut allergy. And the crazy part is on this trip, we've been trying to reach out to this allergy center for seven or eight months, but actually for a while, I think Nick has been trying to reach out to them. They finally got back to us and has set up so we can get started with this program. And I'm about to get started with them. And I'm fucking excited. And by the way, they have cured 30,000 patients of the hardest possible allergies. Yes, anaphylactic, tree nut, peanut allergies. And they have a 100% success rate. And we just finally got in. So, man, eat dinner. Our hotel had a full shopping mall inside of it. Three ABC stores, two on the bottom, one in the, in the pool area. Of course, we got room service, the whole nine, everything, right? And like this hotel is like... It holds probably 5,000 plus guests, maybe more than that, right? But we definitely got the VIP treatment. I think every time I walked down the lobby, someone knew me. So when people knew me in the Regency Club, people knew me in the street everywhere. It was really dope. People were just like, yo, they were tripping. People are following us on our trip. Like where I go, they, I would post shit. Obviously, they didn't realize that when I posted, I was already gone for like a while. We don't post things in real time. But um, the boys loved it end up going to bed the first night, probably like a 9.30 or something. Like, you know, again, that's fucking, you know, past midnight for LA. But it's like, again, we're sleeping, napping on a plane, doing this, that, and a third. So, you know, we wake up at 6 a.m., which is like, what's 9 a.m. LA time, right? So we feel kind of slightly off. But Wednesday, we're ready to get in it, right? You know, we wake up and like, I mean, I know we got there at 11 a.m., so it was kind of cool. We got our day started. But like Wednesday, we're like full blown. You know, it was lit. We got breakfast in the Regency Club, and then we hit the Honolulu Zoo as soon as they opened, and uh, we had very low expectations for this zoo. Now, these boys are zoo connoisseurs, right? We frequent San Francisco, San Diego, LA Zoo, and I think right now, obviously, San Diego Zoo is very big, and there's some dope shit there, but they like the way the setup of San Francisco Zoo is. 
But let me tell you, when we walked in there, we were fucking shocked. Like they had a lot of sick ass animals in there. And they had this stuff that like Ryder and London love, right? They had these big ass orangutans, like different level size orangutans. Okay. They had a crazy ass king vulture, um, gibbons, golden monkeys, these gigantic turtles. And I mean the size of like fucking, you know, three, four year old kids, bigger than that even, right? Whole bunch of that monitor lizards, big as fuck, elephants, uh, big ass rhinos, lion, cheetah. There were spider monkeys that were fucking dancing around. And like, it was, it was crazy. And um, we had lunch there too. The cafe was good. You know, they had a good time there. And then went back to the hotel, grabbed some beach towels and we hit the beach again. And this time I'd say we were at the beach for like three or four hours. And anyone who knows me has been on vacation and I'm always probably speaking to a very specific small group of people. I just don't stay at the beach like that. But anything for the kids, right? You know, we're there for another three, four hours on Wednesday. And um, we uh, had dinner at Dave and Buster's. By the way, I got to say thank you to Yano and Andrew at the Honolulu Dave and Buster's for holding us down. Dave and Buster's has a special menu there as well. They had this Korean barbecue on a special menu for Honolulu and they have Loco Moco. I'm going to give you guys a wild guess what I got. <laughs> You already know, but um, we you know went there. Cards loaded up, courtesy of Popeye. You know my dog, and um, the boys hit five jackpots that night. London has like seventy three thousand tickets right now. Ryder was at like almost thirty thousand, but he went crazy in the fucking winter circle. Grabbed some goodies. Ryder grabbed a bunch of little random little toys here and there, and he's starting to understand currency. It's like a credit card. You know, you win, you see how much you have. You go in the store, you realize. All right, well, candies, you know, 400 tickets, 500 tickets. All right, well, game consoles, 150,000 tickets. They started, he's starting to understand, like, you know, it's good. You know, and it was eight. I understood the concept of money then, but like, I was going to a store and buying shit. They still don't get it. They live a very privileged life. I get it. But Ryder copped a 250 piece Super Mario Brothers puzzle. And then, um, you know, we went back to the hotel, got on the phones. They got their YouTube on. We got our Roblox on. By the way, guys, I'm like playing Roblox with them almost every night. And then we went to bed, you know, it's two different beds and we're chilling. Uh, Thursday, woke up. I woke up at like 5.15. Ryder woke up at like 5.30. And then Leonard woke up at like 5.45, which again is super late for LA. Because remember, they wake up 6.30, 6.45 for school. And we get it cracking. So for LA time, 8.45, it's like, but we're just off. You know, 5.45, we're like, fuck going downstairs. We feel crazy. We're sunburned, all that shit. So we started working on that Super Mario Brothers puzzle. And I had room service bring up pancakes and breakfast. Man, we finished that puzzle at damn near 9 a.m. For a fucking 250-piece puzzle. And the thing is, the boys used to mess with puzzles here and there, but that was like Nicolette's thing. She would fuck with the puzzles really heavy. But I just couldn't believe how long it took. So everything in Hawaii is a little bit later, meaning... People don't really start getting up and start getting it crack until like maybe 9, 10 a.m. at earliest. It's real, real laid back, right? Reminds me of the Philippines in certain ways. And um, for the life of me, for two days straight, I promise I take them fishing. And I know some people are listening right now like, this motherfucker's going all out because fishing, like, man, you're tripping. I used to love going fishing with my big brother and my dad when I was a kid. And um, we used to go to Redondo Beach and go to this barge. 
And I've been on boat fishing too, threw up like a puke my ass off. But I was just trying to find a decent pier, you know, either pier fishing, shore fishing, anything. I had called, short, you know, the concierge, ocean tours here and there. All they had were those half-day boat rides and all this and that. These kids get seasick, especially on a rough ride boat. I was like, nah. And I mostly me get seasick, right? And so I called this local fishing place that does everything. They know everything about this, that, and the third, what I would need for certain shit. But I want to actually catch some fish. I want them to understand that. And I'll take them soon in LA. But I was ready to buy three fishing poles, rods, the whole nine, everything, bait. But again, I couldn't just do like a half day or, you know, a fucking, I just, we couldn't do that rough rider shit. Couldn't do it. So then we decided, okay, well, do we just take a, you know, a bigger boat, like a catamaran type boat, right? That's not so bad. And then maybe we could, you know, you know, go swim with the dolphins, right? We can go snorkeling with turtles, go swimming with turtles and dolphins. And then there was like this other thing. It was like, it was like a three package deal. And I forgot what it was. I think it was like over a thousand bucks for all three of us. And I was like, wasn't, I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's just go. Then I realized we had to drive like 40 minutes. Once we get there, we take a 25, 30 minute boat ride to the area. And the shit look a little sketch. I'm not saying I didn't trust the people. I just, again, the seasickness, right? I don't know how London would do asthma, this, allergy, something happens, whatever. Like, we ain't got that kind of time to get to a hospital. So, lo and behold, find this Korean tour agent who's like a K-pop super fan, sees that I know like Jackson Wang and fucking G-Dragon and all that shit. She suggests this gem of a spot that was 50-something minutes away by the North Shore called Sea Life, and I'm not going to front. I already told you I don't like driving. So for me to be in a fucking lift in an Uber for almost an hour, it was crazy, right? The boys passed out. I had a lot on my mind. There was a lot of, the dude who was driving was playing a lot of oldies. When I mean oldies, playing like 70s, like Foreigner and shit like that. There'd be Bieber songs. And obviously I start reminiscing about, you know, my life in the last 13 years. And just a lot of things make me think about, you know, What's going on? And we get there and it's humid as shit. It's hot as a motherfucker. And the lady's like, oh, I'm sorry. If you want to swim with the dolphins, you had a book. It's already sold out. I was like, ma'am, I spoke to somebody. They said, pull up. I'm here. I'm ready to buy this shit. End up talking my way in there and still getting it going. It was only 50 bucks for each of us to get in, but it was 275 only to swim with the dolphins. If this shit was in Newport Beach or Malibu, and they had the shit they had here, this shit would have been over $1,000 a person because this place was fucking incredible. This was not no marine land, sea world type shit. This was like, these people were like locals. They loved the, it was a different level. It was like all older people, Hawaiian, real natives. It was dope. This was, let me tell you something. This was the most excited I've ever seen my boys in their entire life. Okay, we walked in immediately to the shark tank. There was big ass sharks, seven, eight foot sharks, white tip, black tip. You know, we got to see these gigantic turtles, sea turtles, ones that are swimming, got to feed them. It was $4 to buy veggies and like broccoli and fucking lettuce and shit. Fed those for like 30 minutes or longer. Then we got to see a baby shark feeding and that only happens once a day. Got to do that went into the aviary or the aviary and 
fed birds. As soon as I walk in, Ryder is running at me with the bird in his hand. He's freaking out. He was mesmerized and I couldn't get it on camera. And he was like, daddy, daddy, dad, dad, look, 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 look. And he just was tripping and London was, they had these little sticks with seeds on them and honey and they're feeding the birds. And I'm telling you, they were just like literally just in awe. And they were just sitting in there and there for about an hour. And it was humid and hot as fuck. We went through like six bottles of water. And I'm talking about like, you know, a liter bottle. I went through five liters of water. It was so hot, right? And, um, you know, it was crazy. Then there was this other shark feeding in the main tank. And then we got lunch. And the whole time we're there, it's really hard to find mac and cheese on the island. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're making it. And we found a spot that had mac and cheese on their child's menu. And we had to make sure, you know, I was like, yo, make sure there's no, you know, this or that. It was chicken strips and, you know, um, what the fuck did I have? Oh, I had chicken teriyaki and it was lit with the macaroni salad, Hawaiian style barbecue. But it was just so humid. I was like, yo, I was like, you know, drinking a Coca-Cola. And by the time I got to half of it, the fucking melt, the ice had melted inside that bitch, right? But then it was time. Okay, it was showtime. The boys got to swim with two dolphins. So they go down this little area where they get prepped. They put on their life vests. They take a 20-minute prep course before going into the water, how to act with the dolphins, all that shit. You can't go over there and videotape stuff. They won't let you go over and do certain things. I don't want to hear shit about my boy Brooke Aikens directed The Cove, right, which is like Blackfish. It was a documentary on this. Now. I don't Look, at the end of the day, I choose what I want my kids to see. And at a certain point, they need to learn about certain things. I know that animals shouldn't be in captivity, this and that. Look, man, how else are they going to fucking interact with this shit? I'm not thinking about like, you know, I don't go, oh, it's a bigger picture. Listen, fuck off. It was a fucking sick experience seeing London Ryder play with some dolphins, swimming with them, touching their face. These guys are jumping around. It, it was crazy. And it was like fucking an hour almost that they swam with these dolphins. And once we were finished, we headed to the souvenir shop. I bought these high-definition photos. And let me tell you something. It's weird I buy the photos. And back in the day, Nick be like, no, we're buying the photos. And I was like, they just get the digital ones. What the fuck? But like, it was both. It was exp- It was like fucking 180 bucks for two pictures. I was like, come on, man. Y'all just getting us. You know, but then again, the smiles on the faces, it was just crazy, right? So now we got a fucking hour drive back to the hotel. These boys were passed the fuck out, exhausted, tired as shit. I'm monitoring London because I'm like, yo, man, it's a lot for him. We do a lot of cardio, a lot of swimming, a lot of driving, running around, make sure you're all right. He's good. Go to the hotel restaurant, sick-ass view of the water, the beach, palm trees. It's just the vibe is right. Everything's good. You know, of course, I got local moco again, right? Not sick of it at all. Give me extra egg on that bitch, right? And then we hit DMB up for a second night in a row. By the way, I forgot to mention that Dave and Buster's in Hawaii is a top three night spot, like in club, like for bars and clubs in Honolulu. They're open till like 2 a.m. and it's popping. Wednesday night, the night before, it was packed like hell. Because if you know about Dave and Buster's, then you know that Wednesday nights is two for one. So it was crazy in there. Anyways, Thursday night, much more chill. Um, the boys just began racking up points again. And now Ryder is super addicted to Super Mario Kart. He didn't give a fuck about it before. He used to play with his uncle, Vince. And he's like, yo, dad, 
I think I could beat mom now. I think, right? And I know that Nicolette is really good at Super Mario Kart. And he's like, she always uses Toad, so I was using Toad. But then I figured out that I'm better with Yoshi and Donkey Kong. And um, he is getting really good. He was actually playing the hard levels and all this and that. He ended up beating like four different kids, started playing random people. I started playing. Then we had a little tournament between four different games. And um, London wasn't really winning and stuff, right? He was helping me beat him because he could push the boost button and all that stuff. But London is addicted, strictly addicted to playing anything where there's gambling games. Anything that wins tickets, like big tickets where they have at least a 500 to 1,000 ticket jackpot. He just was, again, London racked up 15, 16,000 points just while in Hawaii alone. But he is addicted to that game, Wicked Tuna, right? And now these kids are fucking exhausted. Like no YouTube, no fucking Roblox, went back, passed the fuck out. Like Friday morning, wake up. I'm like, what do you guys want today? And the fucked up part about the Regency Club is one day they serve waffles, one day they serve pancakes. And like London likes waffles and pancakes. Right on likes pancakes. So we go to McDonald's. And I'm like, you know what? It's about time we go to McDonald's. I want a sausage muffin, right? And a sausage muffin is probably one of my favorite breakfast items that I've loved for years. I have one at nighttime, daytime, I don't give a fuck. And I just realized, I started going to Hawaii in college when we played against Hawaii Hilo. I've been to Hawaii like four times before being married and all that stuff. So I've been to Hawaii probably 10 times, maybe more than that, right? Because Maui once, big island. Yeah, 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 over 10 times. That was my first time ever going to McDonald's in Hawaii. And they had these, like a Polynesian breakfast. They had this spam and rice and egg breakfast. You already know I saw spam and rice. I'm like, yo, it's over. And it was low-key good as fuck, right? And if you go on my private page, obviously I let the subscribers follow my private page now. If you don't subscribe, I'm not letting you in the private page. But it was crazy because they had um, provided... Tabasco, sriracha, and soy sauce. And I've seen McDonald's really do that right now. This McDonald's is downtown Waikiki, so it was packed as fuck. There was 40, 60 people in line, and the line was going outside the restaurant. Homeless people, crazy shit. So I used the app, and I realized I racked up a shit ton of points. I'm usually ordering McDonald's from like Postmates or shit like that, but like I use the app a lot when I'm in San Francisco. And um, I'm like, shit, I'm gonna get a McDonald's coffee. And I'm really realizing, what the fuck am I talking about? I got the most bomb coffee spots inside my hotel. There was three cafes with coffee spots. I forgot the name. They're famous spots. But the coffee in, in Hawaii is so good. I remember my mom used to go to Hawaii a lot. And she used to bring back just coffee grinds. Because it's so bomb. And so I was like, fuck that. Went and got coffee. Um, one of the dudes behind the counter recognized me. I just could tell by the way he's talking about it and everything. And there was a Starbucks. There's like you know, a few Starbucks and shit. But it was like nowhere near as good. So I didn't hit a Starbucks except for ice water when we're walking through downtown. So, you know, McDonald's was lit. Boys had a little pancakes and everything. And then we headed to the beach, but this time we wanted to go a little further down, right? Try something a little different. And this one, this spot had no snorkeling. It's like, I don't know, like less than 20 minutes away. And it wasn't so bad, you know? And um, the water was really beautiful. You know, we were switching from, I had, to, by the way, I had a lot of shit has happened this week. I had to buy a bunch of shit at Walmart. We uh, had to buy fucking pretty much damn near everything there, right, in Hawaii. And it was fine. 
fuck it. You know, again, I was like, look, I don't want to think about nothing except these kids having the best time of their life. So I bought some goggles instead of the snorkeling stuff that they're wearing. And there was this like, this one point where they were, there wasn't really anybody near them. So I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this pic. This is beautiful. I'm wearing some Louis Vuitton slippers, some slides. And they're they're actually slides like for like, oh, but they're like, they're vanity slides, right? There's no grip on them. If I had to bend baller slippers on, maybe. I don't know. It was so slippery. I get on top of this rock to take a picture of the kids because it's the beautiful blue, clear water. And I hear riders say, dad, be careful. It's slippery. At that point, my second foot had already hit the rock and I slipped and lost complete balance. And as I noticed that happened within one second, I was literally, my back was parallel to the rock, probably five feet off the ground. And I literally landed right on my fucking left shoulder side of my ribs. I cracked the back of my head real good. I have a cut on top of my head to the point that the lifeguard ran to me to help me out. Someone else came over and goes, yo, you okay? I got up really quick, which might not have been a good idea because I was so embarrassed. But now I realized if I was Ben Baller last year, this time, I'd have been in trouble because I was like 214. You know, right now I'm like 168, like 169. I was like, but um, I was in a lot of pain instantly. And to be like really honest, I thought I might've slightly got a concussion because my head hurt and I was really sore for the rest of the day. I'm still sore and it's been fucking four days later, you know? And I felt like shit and the boys are kind of like, they're worried here and there and they're kind of like, you know, they're, they're like, yo dad, are you okay? You know, you all right? I just tried my best to hold it in like it was nothing. You know, like I'm realizing at this point, I'm their fucking hero. And I'm just holding it down for the kids. And, you know, speaking of that, throughout this entire trip, I couldn't sleep for even over four or five hours because I kept worrying about the kids and worrying about when is it going to kick in? You know, London broke down the first night. I'll get into that. You know, Ryder broke down the second or third night. And I'll tell you why, you know, shit broke my heart. I just couldn't wrap my mind off the fact that this entire situation that's going on right now doesn't have to be like this, right? But I do know it's going to end well eventually. You know what I'm saying? For the kids, mostly. Because I found out some things during this trip, you know? So we went and decided to walk the entire strip, the shopping strip. You know, they got Kith, they got Louis Vuitton, Tiffany, Chrome Arts, fucking every kind of store you could think of. And it's definitely way better than it was, you know, um, pre-pandemic. It's just a lot nicer, right? Just walking through downtown, buying little souvenirs here and there, hitting every ABC, getting ice cream, getting shaved ice. We went to get, we had ice cream at least once a day. And you know, the boys are just loving it, right? Downtown Waikiki, bought some gifts for them, bought some gifts for Kaya. I found this um, Hawaii-only Hello Kitty doll. And when I see Kaya, she's going to fucking go crazy for it. And then um, we strolled down and we saw Allie. What the fuck is going on over here? And there was a local flea market that was going on. And I found these Hawaiian shirts and they had these beautiful dresses. And these were like good ones. They felt like rayon. They felt like really nice. And just I took a picture and posted it on their page. They just looked so fly. 
And then I saw this dress, these like luau dresses for Kaya. And just, it was beautiful. It was just like, I was like, fuck this. Made a deal with them with cash. And they got their Don Ho swag on. They felt different. Like I rarely see a London rider. Like London almost never cares about clothes. Cares about shoes a little bit. Rider, he's like, yo, I like this. I like these colors. And they just were just look so dope. And again, I got Kaya the pretty dress. I wish she was there. She could have got her hair braided. And she'd have loved, should have been so much shit for her to eat. It was just, it was a fucking blast, right? We walked through more shops. There's like all kinds of crazy stuff. There's a farmer's market going on, fresh mango, fresh coconut. And London's like, yo, I want some, right? I want some coconut. And it was just like, we're just eating, snacking all day, you know? And I hit a couple of the nice stores, but it was like these boys, you know, they're just like, nah, I don't want to go shopping and this and that. And I'm really used to drive their mom crazy because she could never go shopping with them. But I remember when I was going there hosting nightclubs in like 2015, 14, 16, the economy was actually way better in America in general. And you would get 35% off at Louis Vuitton, Hermes, Saint Laurent, any of the luxury stores. But right now, you only get 5% and our economy is dog shit, right? It's fucking weird. Just weird as fuck. Anyways, of course, we hit Dave and Buster's again Friday night. You know what I'm saying? Capped the night off with some shaved ice. And, um, you know, again, still couldn't get used to that fucking time difference. It was just, it was crazy. Saturday, real specials, our last full day on the island. Had to hit McD's again. A breakfast was lit. And then uh, did a little walking again, ran into some fans, ran into some people, walked the other way, walked a couple of side streets. And then we hit the Waikiki Aquarium, which actually opened earlier than the zoo. And it was small, but it was like it was there was like some Earth Day thing going on there. So it was really cool. There we were there, hung out for a little bit. Then we walked down the, the beach for a little bit with regular clothes on. And we were gonna hit this zip line spot that my boy Dylan told me about, but it was sold out for the day. And then we got an Uber and went to hit Diamond Head. And didn't realize you have to have an appointment to have a car up there because it's like a 45-minute hike. And when Ryder heard that, he's like, nah, I'm not trying to hike. And then I felt bad. Ryder's like, well, hold on, Dad. Well, hiking helped me lose weight. And I'm like, fuck, man. I don't know Ryder started thinking about his weight and getting conscious about it and everything, right? But I was like, nah, Ryder, just, you know, just eat more fruit, eat healthy. And like every morning, Ryder would have a bowl of blueberries. And I love that he at least does that, right? And it was crazy because for a long time, Nick used to make London smoothies every morning with all fresh, you know, blueberries, bananas, strawberries here and there. And then we mixed his prednisone steroid in there. And after that, he was just trumped and never wanted to have smoothies ever again. Like he had PTSD off that shit. Now, sidebar, I forgot to mention that Waikiki was the busiest I've ever seen. Now, of course, spring break, but it was just crazy. Like people from Germany, everywhere. I've never seen it this touristy. Like I was going to Hawaii when it wasn't cracking. Like it was cracking. Okay, like Friday night, the night before we walked the strip, it was popping like Sunset Boulevard in the early to mid 2000s. It was popping like weekend at, on Melrose, you know, Sam Avenue. Like a lot of you young motherfuckers, this is way before the sneaker hype beast shit was even cracking. But um, Saturday, you know, after doing shopping, walking around, everything, the boys really wanted to eat something more familiar. So I was like, all right, what you want? Because McDonald's the breakfast thing was, all right, it was cool, but I really wanted to try something different. But they were like, no, we want Cheesecake Factory. And I was like, fuck it, let's do Cheesecake Factory. And London got his favorite mac and cheese. You know, Ryder got his chicken strips and um, 
I got my um my miso salmon, and they didn't have no special items on the on the factory menu, cheesecake factory menu. I was kind of bummed out about that, but we got um dessert at a bakery, and uh, forgot what the fuck these little cakes were called, like like kind of like muffins, kind of like cakes, and I was tripped out because Ryder's trying some different shit, and he's just really you know starting to open up, but. You know, they love Cheesecake Factory. We had to do it one time. We had fucking 20 meals there. Like, why not, right? And then, of course, we headed to Damn Busters one last time, right? And um, at this point now, Ryder's like a goddamn master at fucking Super Mario Kart. And then on the ride back home to the hotel, Saturday night, you know, they know we're leaving early in the morning. The boys cried. I was like, what's wrong, man? I thought they were breaking down about, you know, the whole situation and... They're like, no, daddy, we don't want to go home. And I'm like, nah, man, you know, like, you got, we got to go home, you know, we got to go back. It's, you know, we, we, you're lucky we even had it for this long, you know, and um, they're like, no, daddy, let's stay. I was like, nah, man, we got to go back home. Like, I got a film on Monday and all that. And, um, you know, this was the most I've struggled to get them back to LA. But I got to say, this was by far the best family trip we have ever taken in all their lives. And that's fucked up because we've had so many amazing trips. But again, like I said, they needed this badly. You know, and I'm glad that I went all out. Like they've never experienced first class, lay down beds and that type of treatment and just fuck it. I don't give a fuck what it is, right? Like I don't care what this, let's just do it. You know, I was like, I just need you guys to have the best time. And it'd be real. Three of us doing whatever we wanted for five days, like that shit added up, you know? I wish my daughter was there, but the laughs, the smiles, the hugs, even the cries and the vulnerable moments that they share with me, that will stay with me forever. London and Ryder will never forget this trip for the rest of their lives. I'm telling you, our bond is unbreakable right now. It's just like, man. But you know what? I can't believe I did not bring my golf clubs, right? To be real, I wouldn't even had time to play golf. And so my boys, my boy Alex hit me up. A few of my other homies hit me up. Some people on IG. I've disabled messaging, but you know, some of the people have gotten through. I think you have a verified account. You can message me. And It's kind of hard to think about golf during this past week. And this is the longest stretch I've gone. I'm, I'm at two weeks now. I have not ever gone, even during the Christmas break. And that's happened twice now throughout this situation. But I'm still practicing swinging in the room. You know what I'm saying? Doing shit like that. But during like, you know, therapy and marriage counseling, I realized how much Nick hated how much I played golf. She supported it, you know, like low key, but she kind of like let out. She hated it, right? You know, but she also didn't know how serious I was about this as a career. And that I was doing this for real. And I think that also might have kind of fucked her. And she didn't realize that, you know, around takes five to six hours to play. That ain't the fuck. I mean, it could be part of it. I don't really care. It is what it is. I mean, it's, that shit's water under the bridge now. But, you know, you play golf with the homies, it's going to take a long time. And, you know, you got to play to get better. You know, some people just play to play, whatever. But like, nah, if you, if you have a purpose and you practice a lot, you practice correctly. The more you play, definitely you'll get better. The more lies you get to see, you know what I'm saying? The more situations you get to be in. But um, the time off of golf is cool, you know, but let me tell you something. After the WLI is over on Monday, 
I'm about to go way deeper than I did before. Ain't gonna be no golf bug. It's golf fucking fleas. I'm about to go ticks, you name it. Insects, the whole night. I'm going all the way through. My golf shit's about to be deeper than Atlantis. Okay? But anyways, real quick, guys. I'm gonna have, um, before we hit this break and commercial, I got London and Ryder here. They just woke up. It's early as fuck. And I want them to talk about their favorite parts of the trip. So I got my oldest son, London, here. And um, I want to just talk about, you know, because we've been to Hawaii a few times, right? We've been there to Alani, but like never Waikiki and never this many activities. We did more activities in five days and five nights than we've done in like four trips combined. So London, what was your favorite part of the trip? The Sea Life Park. Why did you like that park so much? What was so fun about it? Because we got to swim with the dolphins. And what else? The shark cave. And what else? What about the aviary, the birds? Oh, the aviary or aviary was pretty cool. I got one bird on my hat. <laughs> okay, and then what about, what was your favorite meal in Hawaii? The burger. <laughs> Which burger? <laughs> oh, the one at the pool. Oh, that's right. That was really good. Oh, the Angus beef burger. Yeah, that was really good. Um, what did you think about the lay down bed flight back home? Was that was that nice? Yes, it was nice. And then what what was the bed sheets called again? Soaks Fifty If Avenue. <laughs> so okay, overall, London, how would you rate the trip? Eleven out of ten. Eleven out of ten. So it was a, it was a W. Yes. Okay, London, I love you. Okay, we're going to put Ryder on now, okay? okay? All right. So we got Ryder now, who is almost nine years old. He's going to be nine next month. Ryder, what, what was your favorite part of, of Waikiki, Hawaii? The pancakes. No, Ryder. What was your favorite part of the trip, Ryder? Um, the Sea Life Park. Oh, yeah. What did you like so much about it? The birds and the dolphin. Yeah, what happened with with the birds? What happened when you were playing with the birds? They went on my hand for like a minute and a half. Yeah, and then also you got to feed those gigantic turtles. Remember what you're feeding them? Oh yeah, the lettuce and the and the vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember um when the dolphins are doing flips and stuff right in front of you? Yeah, I you you, you didn't see the other one it was go like flopping backwards. You didn't see that because you're in the bathroom. Okay, so what what did you think about um, compared the beach, right? What beach was nicer, Cabo San Lucas, Cancun, or Waikiki Beach? Waikiki Beach. Yeah. Which one had more bluer water? Waikiki Beach. Yeah, that was favorite. Okay, so what was your favorite meal? Uh, the pancakes. <laughs> oh yeah, we got feastables. Where are the Feastables? Okay, so what's the best chocolate? Is it Feastables? Is it Dove? Is it Hershey? Is it Galaxy? What's the, your favorite chocolate now? Feastables. And who makes Feastables? Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. Okay, tell everyone, how did you like the flight back home to LA? Do you remember what, what we had? We had the be- the lay down beds and the seat. And there's a bunch of movies and a big TV and everything, right? Yeah. Okay, is there anything else you want to say? Pancakes are the best at the Hawaii. (laughs) 
All right. I love you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. We're going to jump to a commercial and we'll be right back. Health insurance plans can be confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. CrowdHelp puts you back in control of your health care and helps you pay for health expenses. You know, health insurance has always been weird for me and it's hard to get a hold of somebody. It can actually make you feel like you've been taken advantage of. And that's how I feel because London, you know, he's, he's been sick a lot. So I have to deal with health insurance a lot. Okay. But CrowdHealth is doing things differently. And I just signed up. So just off the first call and just get being able to speak to somebody was already a big, big plus. Okay. Health insurance signups are meant to confuse you and make mistakes in your coverage. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate to help navigate the complexities of health events. Your personal care advocate will even negotiate bills on your behalf. They'll be with you every step of the way and could save you thousands in health bills in the process. You'll get access to a crowd of thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. $40 of your $175 monthly payment helps pay for your care advocate. Telemedicine services, discounted prescriptions, and other tools to get you the best care at an affordable price. The remainder of the monthly payment goes into a crowd health account that you own, so you can help others in the crowd pay for their medical expenses as well. Experience healthcare freedom with crowd health. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code baller at checkout to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code baller. Crowd health is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare. Terms and conditions may apply. And let me add, guys, for the longest fucking time, I was the dude who had a cool car and didn't have car insurance. I was the dude who didn't have health insurance. Anyone who's a parent out there, don't mess around. Get health insurance. Try Crowd Health. What's up, y'all? We're back. Forgot to mention, when we're headed to LAX, we get to TSA PreCheck. And Ryder loses his iPhone. He realizes it right there. And I have to turn on, find my iPhone, left it back at the hotel. And we're literally like, yo, he has his iPad, so I'm good. And I want to make sure he can contact his mom and all that stuff. But it was weird. Just before we got on a plane, the day before, we started getting emails to his iCloud that his iCloud passwords are being requested to change Change the password. Did you access, you know, this and that? They wanted to access the location, all this kind of weird shit. It's like super creepy before his trip. You know what I mean? Also, I started realizing that London is starting to use like, you know, coding, HTML, basic stuff. He's, he's starting to create Roblox games. And he told me he created one game and he was able to make 14 Robux off of it. And I was still very encouraging and proud of him that he's doing that. And, you know, we started talking about careers, what they want to do later. 
right? I was like, I think I want to be a fisherman. I heard fishermen make good money. It was just funny. It was just great conversations, right? And, um, you know, I realized I wasn't on my phone that much except to use my the camera. And London's like, don't we have an IG page? I'm like, yeah, you guys have an IG page and you guys have pictures on there. We've documented. I realized went all the way back and we got London's ultrasound on there. So we've been there on Instagram with London. And I remember his page was London Asher Yang, I think. Now it's London Ryder Kaya. And he downloaded Instagram on his phone and I taught him how to post and all that's easy compared to playing Roblox and shit. And the boys and Kaya, the kids page, they broke 10,000 followers and he made a video. He wanted to post it and everything. And I want them to use the page in a safe way. You know, I'll monitor it. You know, I changed the setting on how they could be messaged. I put filters on the comments and things like shit to keep shit, you know, respectful. But again, you know, I had conversations on the plane throughout this last week with the boys like I've never had before. And it just gets better and better. But enough with the great, with the good stuff, right? Now I got to come in with some realness and some sad shit. And, um, you know, as we are back in Los Angeles and back to reality, the night that we left to uh, Hawaii, Lennon goes, Dad, I got to tell you something. I'm like, what's up? He's like, and he's standing up like a cause picture where both of his arms are by his side and his head is down. And I'm like, Lennon, what's wrong? Talk to me. And he said, Dad, every week we have Monday prayer confession. And I was like, okay, what's wrong? And he starts crying. And he's there and he's, I can tell he's really ashamed, really embarrassed. And I'm like, this is my fault right here. You know, whatever's going on. My heart started to hurt real bad. And he goes, Dad, every week my teacher asks me to talk about something personal. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so what happened? And he goes, Dad, I told the entire class that my mom and dad are getting a divorce. Man, when he cried, he was howling. London doesn't really cry. Like, it's different. Like, he'll cry. He'll, he'll start getting angry. I'll see him get sad about certain things. He gets really emotional when someone talks about death. We talk about Pee-wee. Um, Nick's dog that was also, you know, was around when London was born. He was, you know, London's best friend before Ryder was born. And I, I never seen him cry like this before. And I'm like, why the fuck in my brain? I'm like, why the fuck would you share that with the class? You know, like, I get it's morning prayer confession. And he goes, dad, I'm failing in participation, doing really bad. And he's really proud about having no tardies, he doesn't have perfect attendance because of his sicknesses, but he's never been tardy to school. And he's just, you know, he's really, 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 you know, this is the toughest teacher in the whole school. His fourth grade teacher is the hardest teacher, the toughest. She makes the kids hold their pee for five hours. Like you can't go to the pee unless it's recess or lunch. But I'm like, damn, what? And he's like, yeah, he told the whole entire class. He's like, my mom and dad are getting a divorce. And he's just crying, telling me. And you know, you got to understand that London's social skills are just starting to get okay, not even decent, you know. 
London is already super humble. Like he's such a humble kid. He doesn't talk about what his family has. He's not really, he doesn't, it's not the type to be like, oh, my dad has a Lamborghini or Ferrari or during those times, I've never dropped them off at this school in a crazy car. Even Nick is a crazy, like, yo, why don't you bring the car one day and pick them? I was like, no, nah, man, like just my mindset has changed and more so for my family and what I wanted for them, right? It's a private school. Kids, parents have Ferraris and shit right there. But he's really humble. And the fact that his teacher's so tough, you know, he was pressed by her to say something. And after he told the whole class, his teacher being really tough, and I've had a couple conversations with her and be like, look, man, let me explain to you what London's health is like and how many times he's been at the hospital and how he developed a lot of like social skills late. And that's why, you know, he might slightly be an outcast when it comes to things. You know, he has two or three really good friends in the class and that's it. They eat lunch together. Like it's like, it's not popular like writer. So the fact that he was pressed and he had to tell the whole class and I asked him, is the kids to say anything? He goes, no, nah, no one mentioned it ever again. But as soon as he said it, said the teacher paused and his hard ass teacher was like, hey, London, I hope that your parents can figure out a way to work it out and um, I hope things get better for you at home. But that's like breaking point shit, you know? Like that broke his spirit. That touched his soul and fucked up my shit. And, um, you know, part of me was upset that he shared something so personal with school because, you know, kids would tell their parents. I'm sure people know, like, you know, we're like the number one charitable family at the school. We do most of the charity donations. We donate a lot. And I just don't want really other people knowing our business. I've talked to TMZ about this shit, about putting it out there, out there, you know. And um, I would imagine if an immediate family member died in our immediate five, like that's, I've never seen a breakdown like that before. But, you know, this whole trip, it got me thinking about how unselfish I've been in many times. And I think that um, when you talk about selfish, I think during my come up, I was probably as selfish as you could possibly be because I was so deprived of so many things, one being love, right? So that for me, me being unselfish to Nick is at maybe like a level two, three, when she don't realize that I jumped a hundred levels to be at this level, right? And spending more time with them now, I'm starting to realize, you know, I'm the last one to eat. Food's starting to get almost a little cold by the time I eat because I'm making sure they're all right. Now I kind of know how Nick feels, right? Because she even eats after I do. And to be honest, Nick was making me dinner and breakfast up till about a week ago or so. And I realized even now, even with a trustworthy nanny or sitter, I need to change my entire life around their school schedule. And after summer, you know, hopefully I'll be able to adjust better. But it's like, it's a different thing, you know, like I got to be able to like, you know, like I'm really, you know, it's a different thing. You know, I think I'm just going to focus on a few different things. I'm not really tripping on making money, even though like, you know, this is probably the time where I should be more focused on it. But like that ain't where it's at right now. Right now is really making sure the kids are unscathed. But 
not withholding everything from them, right? Like, no, this is adult business, there's certain things, but like, there's certain things they they gotta know because it's like, it's not like, you know, revealing that Santa Claus ain't real type of trauma. It's like, I don't want them to think that like, later, like, oh, I understand later why this was this. No, no, fuck all that. I need them to know now that that's not what I wanted. You know, um, but just know, and I've said this before, the calm before the storm is the prequel of what my comeback will be. All positive narratives after I survive this shitty ass time and we're just getting started, okay? Because at some point, both me and Nicolette let this simple shit remind us how difficult life can get. And we took that for granted. I don't think Nick took me for granted. But she definitely knows the super privileged life and level of comfort will be missed. Right? Like I really bug out at the fact that like less than a year ago, we were shopping for seven, $8 million homes. And I knew a recession was coming. Okay. I prepared for a shitty economy. And thank God. But I didn't know. I didn't know where I'd be. Necessarily because mentally. Like I'm game. You know like I didn't think about it so much then. Because like mentally I was really strong at that moment. But mentally right now. I'm at a breaking point. I think, you know, people say, yo, you okay? People I love, people who know me. No, not really. That ain't an answer you really hear people say, right? You'd be like, no, I'm all right. I'm cool. Like my cousin is like, yo, man, you all right? Nah, I'm not all right. You know, if I'm, if I'm being honest. And the simple things I appreciated has slipped through my hands, right? So I got to get those tactified Newman football gloves because I ain't losing grip again, right? Like, I'm really just not about to do that. And this too shall pass. I get that. But, you know, there's still reflection. This is a different part of what's going on right now. I really realized over the last few weeks that I am my kid's hero. You know, I always thought or assumed I would be one day, but I didn't know if they would understand what type of grind their dad has put in out in the universe. Like walking down Kalakaua Avenue, you know, the strip, like I got stopped over a dozen times a day and they see now their dad is known like all over, no matter what city we're in, whatever. And so that means like, I gotta be known for more than just making a bang in the music business early on or being known for like having fresh ass kicks or dope ass cars. You know, I gotta be known for more than just that plain Jane song and the sick ass chains that I've created. I want my kids to know that their dad was a role model for dads all over the earth. 
I want them to know more so that their dad did all that he could do as a husband, considering the ridiculous load that I had on my shoulders. That's what I want them to know. If I wasn't around, there was a fucking reason. It was never neglecting my responsibilities. I handled my part. But I knew when I needed to jump in. I know when there are two certain things, their memories, and uh, three, four. But you know, it is what it is. And I thought about some things. I'm not a victim. Not at all. I don't think I deserve what's going on, but it's all good. I'm a fighter. But I really had some time to think on that plane flight. And while the boys were asleep, I caught maybe two, two and a half hours. I really thought about this right. The best and greatest couples on earth fight. Every relationship is going to get boring after you've been together for years and years. Love isn't a feeling. It's a commitment to love every single day, physically and emotionally. Love is difficult. It's not always laughs, smiles, and fun. People tend to quit when it stops being fun. And they go look for someone else because the spark is gone. Right? No. That's not how it works. A marriage is not 50-50. A marriage is 100-100. You give 100, they give 100. You want somebody to never give up on you and love you unconditionally. Okay, then why don't you do the same? You be the change. This isn't Hollywood. This isn't the movies. This isn't the notebook. That shit isn't real. Okay? You love someone when you don't want to. You love someone when they aren't the easiest to deal with. When they're hard to love, that's the realest shit there is. Couples who fight often are most likely stronger than couples who do not. Because it's not the fighting that makes them stronger. It's what takes place after the fighting, the making up. It's coming to a realization that your relationship is more than your differences. Especially when you have kids. It involves acts of forgiveness and acceptance of one's mistakes. You fight and you learn something new about the person. That's how it works. Real relationships aren't perfect. And perfect relationships aren't real. But you know what? Don't listen to me. I failed in my marriage. Right? Maybe that shit could help somebody. Maybe it won't. But when I wrote that down in my notes, it hit different. Okay? 
you ain't about to catch me failing as a dad. That's for goddamn sure. But anyways, guys, that's enough for that. And that's as real as I need to get for this episode. I had to share that little thing there because it was hitting me. You guys get the point, right? Anyways, on to the next thing. My new acronym and mantra for the BB logo. It will still stand for Ben Baller, obviously. But the new meaning for the BB logo is be better. And I'll make it a whole line of shit. That's just going to be positive. So BB stands for be better, guys. All right. I don't know how many times we watched fucking Puss in Boots and Godzilla in fucking Hawaii. We almost fucked around and watched Super Mario Brothers again. Tried to buy it on Amazon Prime. It's not available until like May 11th. There's only pre-order right now. But I am going to buy it for them. They love that fucking movie. But Ghost. This Friday's episode of Ghost was fucking crazy. Like, God damn. 50 this shit was just, man, like, I'm sure most of you people are watching Ghost, man. If you don't, it's 100% worth the Stars membership. Cancel that shit after the season. It just shit is just, is so fucking good. Like, Raising Canaan was good, but just Ghost is just so fucking good. I just realized, like, BMF just needs, but again, BMF is based on true story. I've said this every fucking week, but I didn't get to watch really shit else. Um, I did watch this, Mother, daughter, like, why are we on the run shit on Netflix? It was kind of good. It was kind of, eh. I don't know. I'm open for suggestions, guys. Shit. I can't sleep. You know what I'm saying? But, um, fuck. Did I talk about the Masters already? Did I talk about the Masters? I did, right? Yeah, what the fuck my tongue? But of course I did. I'm tripping. Uh, Lakers. Playoffs, guys. NBA playoffs are cracking. Lakers went to the play-in. And now we in the motherfucking playoffs. All right. Yo, Austin Reeves is 100% absolutely him. He is going to get paid. He is, we need to keep him. Like, look, I was bummed out about Alex Caruso. This ain't Alex Caruso. This is a different level. My man is really hooping right now. Right. Prayers out to Ja. Let's see what happens. That sucks if his wrist puts him like out of the playoffs for real. But I think everyone's been saying it, and I'm just kind of like, ah, right, let's see what we do. I'm not going to put no ceiling on anything. We may fuck around and really creep up into this championship. We got a shot. You know, AD was kind of sus. I thought he was hurt again. and came back. Yo, we, we look good. Okay, now real quick, I wanted to address that E40 shit. E40 was getting heckled by a fan at Sacramento Kings uh, Warriors game. And, um, Look, me and E40 ain't on the greatest terms, and, and not because like he's a dick or something. He's a really good dude, and I've known him for a really long time. But when he really understood how much I hate the 49ers, that shit kind of hurt his soul. But I'm going to say this. That didn't create any beef. He ain't the type of person to start talking shit or nothing, right? Like, E40 Earl is very unproblematic. He is not a dude who starts problems, Okay. So that situation was bullshit. Do I think it was racism? No. Some bullshit, because he was getting fucked with. I don't think he should have been kicked out 
And he's such a big part of the, you know, the Warriors love him and all that. And he's such a big part of the Bay. But like, it's fucked up. I'm sure, you know, for him to get mad too, like he doesn't really publicly get mad. It was embarrassing. Is anything going to happen? I fucking doubt it. What are they do? Give him some free fucking tickets? And fucking say, we're sorry. You know, I just recorded this par three show yesterday with J.R. Smith and everybody. And like, he says something that really hit different. And by the way, if you haven't watched Redefined, his Amazon Prime special, it's fucking phenomenal. And I love J.R. He's not just my friend. He's, just, he's I love this dude. And he said something yesterday. He goes, I never understood retractions. And it was like one thing with like how Nick is like, she's always like, oh, I'm big on sorries and certain things. Like, like if you've already said it, don't take that shit back when you see me in person. Like, you know what I'm saying? You didn't already put the message out there. Like, I just never understood retractions. It's just never been my thing. But anyways, back to the 40 situation. Yo, the Warriors are 0-2 right now. So don't blame the security. I don't even know what to say. Kings look raw. You know, I think, Look, if the Warriors could do, you know, two games back in Chase Arena, then I don't really know. I really can't call it, but I'm excited to see the Lakers do their thing. I really don't give a fuck on the East Coast who makes it. I'm not really tripping, but obviously Captain Picks will help you out with that. They have been on fire. We have been on fire. You name it. That second garage sale I was going to do is going to be postponed for a little while due to the obvious. And I'm not selling shit because I need to sell shit because of a divorce. It's just... I really have too much shit. But again, this is only going to be available to subscribers. Now, the fucked up part about it is Twitter canceled my subscriber services because I deactivated my page, which is weird. I had deactivated my IG. IG didn't do this shit. And by the way, Elon has really ruined Twitter. Twitter is fucking trash. He's pulling out any hijinks he could do and doing weird shit. And stuff. It's just like, dog, man, like, bro, who the fuck are you, bro? Like, Twitter is just whack as fuck now. It fucking sucks. But I'm about to get my subscription shit back. I do appreciate everyone who subscribed. And uh, we'll offer it again. I do appreciate all the day ones. But I will do that garage sale thing again. People will get some steals. Be better, more, more better items. So I ain't going to be as crazy as steals. But definitely, we're talking like 60, 70% off. So it's going to be still amazing. It just won't be 95% off. But anyways, guys, that's it for this episode. I'm glad that we went over an hour I hope to have better news next week, but I got to get focused. We got the Wash Lord Invitational on Monday, so shit is about to be crazy as fuck. I don't even know if we're going to be able to drop it on Monday because Miles and Jordan are both playing the WLI, so it might come out Tuesday, and I'm not doing this by accident. And tell you the truth, I'm starting to flirt. Once I get a little more settled in, I'm starting to flirt on the fact of bringing back Thursday episodes. So do a Monday, Thursday, we got part three on Wednesday. I don't know. I'm just in a weird place right now in life. And I just wanted to say you got to you guys, I love you. I do appreciate all the support and everything. But again, I'm just not replying to DMs. I've disabled them for a reason. If you are DM me on Twitter, understand that 99.99% of the time that they actually do worse by sending love and whatever. I, I just, I'm good. I don't need to hear it. All right? All right, y'all. You hear the lakey lake in the background. You know the deal. I will see you guys next week. Yo. I love y'all. Have a great one. All right, peace.